Leonardo, a great strong centre-back. Welcome to South Dakota Loves Benucci, the football show dedicated to discussing the quirks of the beautiful game. As always, we walk the existential path to discover why the great state of South Dakota loves Benucci quite as much as it does. I'm Jamie, and every week I'll be here with co-hosts Zavi and Wilf. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of South Dakota Loves Benucci. This one's coming out a little bit late, because we've decided to save it into a Champions League special, or a European special, rather. But before we dive into all of that, let's do some introductions or reintroductions. Zavs, Wilf, how are you guys? Muy bien. Muy bien. <laughs> That's Wilf being European, Jamie. We planned that before. We didn't tell you. Yeah, it's, it's good execution, though. It was beautiful, beautiful. How many languages do we speak overall between us? I've got one, I reckon. I've got a bit of enough French and Spanish to consider it, too, I'd say. I've just about got one, I think. I've just about got a grasp of English, maybe. Wilf, if your if your French and Spanish was playing in a European competition, would it be the Champions League, the Europa League, the Intertoto? The, it'd be the, it'd be the Milk Cup. Cup, Jamie, I think. The Milk <laughs> really? Cup. It'd be Joe Cole's hunting ground, also known as the Milk <laughs> Cup. You know, we should talk about this, like all of those rogue uh, European competitions. I mean, Newcastle United's last trophy, apart from the championship, was the uh, Italian-British Cup. They beat Torino and... That's the last time they won a trophy. And Fulham used to still, or still sing, the Intertoto, we've won it one time. Was there a Euro Vars? Was that a thing? Have I made that up as the well? Euro Vars. Euro the Vars. Vars is where, like, the Vars is where like, uh, properly non-league team played. I feel like there definitely was a Euro Vars. That's like a thing that I remember from like early football manager, back when it was probably still called championship manager. I mean, the European Vars I'm imagining is between like... That's like Newcastle in 2003. That's Sheffield Wednesday versus like Brescia, isn't it? What a fixture. It's the fifth tier. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. That <laughs> but Ipswich some, are... somehow Raquel May is still there. And we don't know what he's doing there. He's winning the Eurovars every year. Yeah, you know who that is actually? That's Pepe. Yeah. That's Pepe turn, like marking Ronaldo out the game. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. absolutely no idea he was still going. No, he, I, I had exactly the same thought. You're like, oh, that's where Pepe is. And he's still playing. Good to see. With hair, by the way. Yeah, and, and Juventus, I mean, you know, not to make this all about the big man, but Juventus could have done with Pepe. On, uh, on Wednesday night, I'd say. We'll get into this. So Benucci didn't feature, which was a shame, right? Because we were kind of watching Juventus thinking, yeah. ah, this will be good for the pods. Mm-hmm. And what happened? He was rested, injured? We might have to find out what I think he was up to. So he wasn't in the squad. That's all I'm saying. I'll tell you what, that's a great tease for the, <laughs> for the end of the pod. You stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. But we should probably start at the Camp Nou because that's where, that's where the most exciting stuff happened. Um... You have PSG going there and winning quite comfortably. When Messi scored to put Barca one up, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Because like, oh, not changing of the guard yet. And Mbappe is still not quite Messi. And half an hour later, it's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's just definitely Messi. Without trying to bring in a boring conversation, was that a penalty? I, I'm so bored of talking about whether things are penalties or not, but it looked like De Jong just sort of fell over himself there. I think at the it's camp, one of, those, one of those ones you hear like, oh, by the letter of the law or something. But at the camp, no, it shouldn't matter because it's the camp, there's no one there. I saw Barcelona Liverpool in quarterfinals, semi finals. It's the one where they won 3 0, wasn't it? Yeah, and I've just never been to a football ground where it's been more set up for a team to win. I don't know what I mean by that exactly. It was just a combination of things. It was the fact that the referees obviously were under so much pressure. It was the fact that every time a Barcelona player like clearly fouled someone off the ball, maybe a yellow, no protests everyone in the stands would be like jumping up and whistling. It just felt so hostile. And when the opposition had the ball, you'd have Van Dijk with the ball at his feet. It was like deafening, the whistles and stuff. And I've, and everyone would relax. The atmosphere would just change whenever Barcelona got their foot on the ball. I was like, how are you supposed to win there? 
I mean, like, all the away fans as well are so far away from the ball. Like, deliberately so. You can't get anywhere near it. I was sitting opposite the Liverpool fans and I spent all game thinking, oh my God, I know they're really high up, but where are they? And the reason I didn't spot them was because, you know, when you think of the way end, you think of kind of a block. But it's a bit like if you ever go to Molyneux, they're spread out super thin and wide. So you can't generate an atmosphere because obviously the atmosphere starts at the back. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was just so set up for Barca to win. So in that context, I reckon Yara Pen. I mean, we should talk about Mbappe because he's got a hat-trick at the Camp Nou. And it did feel to some degree like the changing of the guard. Over both nights as well, because I'd say Holland and Ronaldo, Holland's more similar to Ronaldo than Mbappe is to Messi. But, um, you know, those two are the next two that are coming through. And on the same night as... Ronaldo basically got shut out by a 37-year-old Pepe. Holland did bits, scored twice and created another one. And then in the same game, whilst Messi was slouching around, he scored a penalty. But, you know, classic Messi was just sort of wandering around and Mbappe scored a hat-trick. And it did feel a bit like that. Have you guys picked your favourite yet for the next generation of Twitter arguing? I I was going to ask this question because I saw this going around a lot. And to me, it's like very clear-cut. But I'm interested... To hear, to hear your guys' thoughts. Yeah, I think Mbappe, like, okay, so he's just a little class. He's won the World Cup and everything. He's mm-hmm. won a fucking World Cup. <laughs> like, let's yeah. highlight that. Yeah. We've gone and for two scored in the final as well. Yeah. We've gone for two different framings. Like, well, he's won the World Cup and everything, and you've won the fucking World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone describe the reasons why they enjoyed Messi or Ronaldo more. Which one did they enjoy being upset more? And they found that it was more entertaining when Ronaldo was annoyed or in a bad mood than when Messi was in a bad mood. Because when Messi's in a bad mood, he sort of just wanders around and you're like, oh, that's sort of a bit sad. That's a stupid criteria. (laughs) But if it's Ronaldo, he's furious and he's making an absolute show of it. So like, is that an option for Mbappe and Holland? Is that that going to come into a debate? Holland is born in Leeds, which I have so much time for. Yeah, he loves Leeds as well. I think that's like, if he said if he wanted to play in England, he'd want to play for Leeds. Actually, I don't think it's going to happen anymore maybe at the end of his career. But... Career song, song, yeah. i got to tell you, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen when Bielsa was there, slash is there. When when Simon Grayson comes out of the woodwork in two years' time, there's no way they're getting Mbappe. <laughs> Leeds are fine. They've got Bamford. That's yeah, I, I feel like Bamford's been shunned from that discussion, to be fair. <laughs> you know, Mbappe, Haaland, or Bamford. <laughs> Who looks funny when they're upset? Mbappe or Haaland? It's difficult. It must be Mbappe because Holland doesn't have any emotions. That's his thing, right? How annoying that there's already a new machine scores goal. Like, yeah. you know, Ronaldo was just scoring two goals in the Champions League every week. And it was like, oh. The headline Mich- is machine scores goal. Whenever they were in trouble in Zidane's first couple of years, Marcelo would score a bicycle kick. <laughs> How lame that he was right about Gareth Bale. Because like, I so expected Bale to come back and it was resurgence. And it was so exciting and it was Tottenham. And you know when Mourinho came into Spurs and he got Deli Ali playing and everyone's like, oh, like, yeah. it was obviously going to be like that with Bale. But apart from it wasn't obviously going to be like that with Bale. Obviously, he was going to post something on Instagram. Mourinho was going to have a go because he was annoyed about a toothless display losing to Brighton and then drop him from the squad. That was always how this was going. Did you not see his shot against Man City? Did you not see <laughs> that, that interplay and then the shot? The man's back. <laughs> it never boded well for him when he took the number nine shirt. That, for me, was a big red flag. I it's was so like, weird. Not, I agree. I was like, yeah. it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Yeah, that's the, you don't you don't just take Goldardo's shirt as soon as you <laughs> arrive, you know. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring you uh, an accelerated Locked Up a Fraud segment right about now because we were going to skirt back to Barcelona, I feel, and I think everyone everyone knows what's coming in terms of the fraud category. Oh, yes. Um, this week. And so... Um, is, it, is, it, got... is, it, is it the man himself? Well, it's not the man himself. And, oh, and I'd like to... That's a take. 
yeah, I'd like to preface this by saying there's a lot of options, right? There's a lot of options. And I think if not the man himself, then certainly, you know, the, the wannabe man himself, Frankie de Jong, has a lot to answer for. The diver. Um, yeah, but but maybe not now, because for now we're going we're going bigger than this. We like to go bigger than the, the granular here at Lock Up ah, Fatty then. Yeah, that's a clever. <laughs> that's great. So we're going big. We've gone big before, and this may be as big as we get. I'm 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 positioning Barcelona as an entire concept here for the South Dakota Love Spinucci jail cell. Because there's been a lot of talk, even on this here podcast, about the changing of the guard, PSG's massive victory, you know, how this was a turning point in world football. And sure, to a very small extent. But this Barcelona collapse has been going on for four years. This is not a a new thing. If you look at their last four Champions League exits, it's some of the biggest, like, spursiest bottle jobs, you know, in European history. And this team is the worst of the, you know, it's like they've got a manager who no one thinks is going to be there in like three months. Complete stopgap team, no real generational players. You know, you're looking at like all the, and I understand when you're seeing PK and Busquets, you know, these legends of the game, like falling to such lows. It's it, like that and the picture, obviously the iconic image that does make you think of some kind of changing of the guard, but they've been bad for like two years. This isn't like a sudden thing. And so the whole Mescaian club, the whole Messi situation, their whole kind of future, I think, is, is, is fraudulent. Yeah, Zavs, what do you reckon about Barcelona being I mean, specifically, I mean, just on top of what you were saying there, Wolf, I mean, particularly their work in the transfer market over the last however many years has been so bad. Oh it's been absolutely abysmal. I mean, they swapped Artur for Pjanic. Who doesn't play. Which- so strange to me. I didn't understand that. Whatsoever. And they and they paid a lot of money for that switch mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. for for a worse for getting the worst player, an older player yeah. as well. And I mean, Pjanic is in his thirties. Yeah. Artur is 23, 24. and in, I mean, incredible footballer. Anyway, Suarez they've sold, and he's now top scorer, and, all, and he's going to win the league. Liga, and he's going to win going to win the league with Atletico. Rakitic they. You know, they was it for free that he went to Sevilla? Yep, Certainly yeah. not really. They essentially gave him to Sevilla, who he was rubbish yesterday, but is by all accounts actually having a really good season, and they're doing pretty well. They they were on a really good run until last night, that home defeat against Dortmund. And, and like, you think about so, I mean that game that you were at, the, his mistake in the Liverpool mm, game at mm, the end, which basically mm-hmm, cost mm-hmm. it. Who, who who have we got up against Barcelona as a concept in the in the fraud section? Yeah, I've got another. We've got Kirill Louis Dreyfus, or Louis, I should say, Dreyfus, is the Swiss guy our age. He's 23 years old. He's also a billionaire and he's just taken over Sunderland. On the one hand, like, so, you know, if I was a billionaire, I would take over exactly Sunderland. I, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't pick Sunderland, that's for sure. Wouldn't, wouldn't touch you with a barge full. No, it's just like the whole Sleeping Giants thing. It's, it's so football manager. Do you know what I mean? You just think you can plug all this money in, blah, blah, blah. But the reason why he's a fraud is don't be a billionaire at 23. You absolutely have to be a billionaire. Be sort of Bill Gates and do something like retro and invent computers and then wear cool glasses and like fight malaria. Wow. But not just a billionaire, like a legacy billionaire as well. Mm, yeah. Like oh. what's worse than a billionaire? A legacy billionaire. Mm-hmm. He is providing us with, you know, some potentially really good Netflix though in the future. So <laughs> so there's, there is that. Counter that, Jamie. I'm sort of on an anti-billionaire thing at the minute. Made worse by the fact he's my age. I, I, I agree with you. In what way is he fraudulent? Um, make the fraudulent. Uh, it's true. I've sort of just had a vague pop at him. 
the reason why he's fraudulent is because he is fraudulently a recipient and a beneficiary of a deeply unequal society where we only have the mere spectra and pretend egalitarianism and blah 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 which isn't really the content for this podcast oh, th- thank thanks for thomas piketty speaking in there preach <laughs> sister yeah we so must I think Don- uproot the establishment yeah uprooting the establishment or mesquite and fraud you decide <laughs> and i i get to decide whether or not there is going to be a revolution basically the size of the revolution that we're talking about here is the size of a revolution is it bigger to completely uproot barcelona and the culture that is within that football club or the entirety of the way that society is run in the uk i don't know you know Do- what's weird though about Barcelona is they're the they're the good guys. Espanol are the dickheads. Because Espanol are the Franco ones. They were like the pro-Franco Castilian side. And Barcelona were the kind of rebellious ones. But it's like Barcelona are obviously obviously the bad guys, right? Mm-hmm. They have like the massive stadium and all the money and like the best players in the world. Espanol should be these plucky underdogs that everyone likes. But then you go on their Wikipedia and you're like, you guys are basically bad dudes. And not knowing anything about Catalonian independence, I have this vague sense of like yeah, quite cool. Like, go be independent. And Espanol is sort of in opposition to that vague ideology of mine. So that's the weirdness about Barcelona. And I would argue in some ways, Xavi, if I was to make the opposite case. Good. It's a good point to make him to make them less fraudulent. You're doing well here. Go on. Yeah, they were sort of the last. I mean, it's genuinely true, I think, that the only place you could speak Catalan during Franco's era was in the Camp Nou itself. Like, that was the compromise. Really? I could be making it up. I don't think I am. See, it's quite Barcelona I... Stadium I've just remembered, though, um, because we were talking about the Camp Nou and the environment that is inherent there when it's full. And I just, I've just remembered Robin van Persie getting a second yellow card for taking a shot. And I think it's going to have to be Barcelona. I've just remembered that. So society will have to wait, Jamie. <laughs> so sorry if uh, there are What's any freedom, freedom fighters who are upset with how this country is run. And if they think that there needs to be a revolution... It's going to wait. The revolution is going to happen at La Masia. Look, 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 there are many roads to revolution, though. And mm-hmm. maybe this is the start of one right here. Mm-hmm. So the building, the building the most, blocks. Off this you pop, Bartomeo. You know, come on, chop, chop. Yeah. I like the idea that this is the start of one, because it could be. It feels like a much less efficient way than just having one. Okay, so are you locking up the establishment of Barcelona or, or all the, the players? and the, the concept. I think it's like the, the or- marketing team, the, or- the owners, the, fact the, that they, the, the badge. Fact that they- with, like, all really, the symbolism do you remember when william looked good against them as well for chelsea oh my god they're so there they're so in they're so in and he's staying there. and william finally gets to join yeah. barcelona yeah, he well. gets, gets to go and hang out with, with, with we make dreams come true here on the podcast and hang out with a very much aging sergio busquets they can watch lupin together yeah yeah so we've got a question that's come through for the pod today for the stlb team Wilf, can you open the mailbag and see what's inside? There's a lot to get through, but a lot of it's pretty hateful stuff. So okay. um, I'm just going to take out the one for today. Yeah, guys, uh, mum, the thing about my hair, not cool. A certain uh, Louis Hook got in touch. Ah, uh, yes. And he basically said, I'll quote here, chances of a Chelsea 2012 repeat, hashtag your city, your stadium, our trophy. Fascinating question. Thanks for that. Thanks for getting in touch. Mm-hmm. I think it offers us a chance to talk about Thomas Tuchel as a whole as well and what he's brought to Chelsea because, you know, obviously it's early days yet, but I think that this kind of question would have been laughable even if you said it in the Lampard era. And I think that is kind of interesting, you know, even if it may be a bit tongue-in-cheek. I think 
Tuchel, given his record with PSG, genuinely has you know some European pedigree. I was almost on board reading this. Were Bayern Munich not to be you know on the path to victory? I think aside from Bayern Munich on our day and on on Thomas's at Thomas's behest, we we could beat anyone. Discuss. Have you? So you've kind of been that impressed with the start? Yeah, I've been completely won over, and I wasn't at the start, but just you know, talks a great game, backs it up on the pitch. Callum Hudson Odoi, you know, Ballon d'Or 2021. Can they beat Atletico though? No, probably not. That's the issue. If, <laughs> but, I mean, that's the first team in the way. That, that <laughs> is a, the first a, team. A, I'm, I mean, hopefully I say four. Yeah, I say we, you know, I think Atletico are, are both simultaneously one of the best teams in Europe right now, but also completely focused on winning the league for the first time in like mm. a while. And well, it's, it's I, think that helps. I think when that helps. I think that helps. They win the league when they're 2014. That 14. Was yeah. the they, went, they went to the Camp Nou on the final day, didn't they? Yeah. And they had to not lose. Yeah. And they didn't, it, it was like rear guard, staunch defensive action. Kind of what you'd want Atletico Madrid to be. Whenever I see them playing expansive football, I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, just to clarify, Suarez is definitely scoring. Regardless of result, there is no way we're keeping him top quiet for two games. I think it'll be a tough one. I think it's almost like, I, I'd actually, for a bit like when they knocked out Liverpool last year and they weren't in good form, I'm kind of happy they're in leading form because it's kind of like eye off the ball rather than like, let's show everyone what we're doing. A bit like form goes out the window, Clive, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, Jeff. That is a thing. That is essentially what happened to Sevilla yesterday. Dortmund have been rubbish for a while. I mean, they've got this new manager in who is, I think, the assistant for Slavin Bilic. I don't know which club that was at. Was it West Ham or something? Anyway, he's not been doing a very good job. And Sevilla likes to pass the ball. And Dortmund, I think everyone in Germany has been watching them and going like, well, yeah, well, obviously we just don't pass the ball because they're, they're way too good on the counter. But Sevilla didn't get that memo. So that's just, you know, that sort of thing. Maybe that's why that happened. But it does seem to be that just form sort of just goes, doesn't it? The same way that Liverpool won pretty convincingly at Leipzig. Yeah. I mean, to clarify, I think there were at least eight to ten teams better than Chelsea in the Champions League right uh, now. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But I think Bayern are the only ones who, like, we'd have clear, no chance clear against. Clear cut. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone else I'd kind not, of back Not PSG? Out. Not a PSG run by Pochettino? They're kind of scary, but also, like, I think not that, that good. That manager is really scary, though. Even though it's mad to me that he still hasn't won anything and has the reputation that he does, I think they're, if not this season, I don't I know I think how. it's it's kind of like, quote-unquote, their year. But that doesn't necessarily help them. It was last it? was last year though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, but last year was so Bayern. Yeah, uh, yeah. To be fair to them, like th- there was no way anyone was being... having watched Bayern like for like 180 minutes against my club. Like as a Chelsea fan, it must have been slightly cathartic in those games. Just watching Bayern just rinse teeth. Well, it was, but also we had like an eight month break <laughs> between the two legs. <laughs> so you know, it was just like, oh, let's see Callum Hudson Odoi give it a go. Oh, he gave it a go. <laughs> There's 7-2 against Tottenham. I think about it quite a lot. I go and watch that game every 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 other two weeks, let's say, yeah. So anyway, th- that, thanks for the question. And uh, yeah, bring on bring on Istanbul 2021, I say. Let's go. Thomas Tuchel's blue and blue army. Someone who might not be in the final this year is Juventus, right? And they were pretty un- unconvincing yesterday against Porto. And I had hoped, and as we were saying earlier, I had hoped to maybe have like some, a sort of live commentary slash blog of how Benucci was doing in the game. He wasn't on the bench. He wasn't in the squad and he didn't play. 
yesterday and I went and had a look and I was a bit curious as to why why the big man's out. Now, Juventus say it's a thigh issue. But he did not play in their defeat yesterday. He didn't play in a defeat at the weekend against Napoli. He didn't play in a nil-nil draw against Inter Milan in the Coppa Italia. And the last time he played was on February the 6th and he came off in the 85th minute in a 2-0 win at home to Roma. So Juventus say it's a thigh issue. He's not playing. It's a niggle. He can't get in the team at the moment. But I've got another theory as to what he's up to. And I went and had a look at what Sioux Falls Thunder FC were up to. That's in uh, South Dakota, as we know. They are in the fourth tier of the American pyramid. And it's not actually recognized as the fourth tier, but it also is it's quite weird. It's called the it's called the National Premier Soccer League. So they've just stuck every single, you know, generic league word into the league title. It's all pretty much amateur. I think, you know, we'd probably get in the team. Anyway, on February the 6th, though, they were doing an open trial session. And wow. $75 to go. You get a free tryout T-shirt if you turn up. That's included. So I went and had a look, and Benucci hasn't played since, the Feb- since February the 6th. He came off, and I worked out what the time was, GMT in Turin, when he went off. It was 5.40, and I went, can he get on a plane and get out to Sioux Falls to make the trials? And it turns out he couldn't, but I'm still adamant that he went. because I, th- I think they'd make an exception, though, you know, because well, yeah. it would be... It would be a world-class, you know, eight Serie A time champion up against some like 14-year-olds from like the local bowling alley. You exactly. Know? <laughs> so I think, I think they might have delayed it. That's my theory because it would have taken him, you know, he would, have, he would have got there on time but exactly a day late because it takes 37 hours, I just had a look, to get from Turin to Sioux Falls. It's a, just a series of flights. I think he ended up, you'd have to go to via Frankfurt, you know. That's no, but let, let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Our man's got his his own private jet. Our man's not hanging around. Maybe, maybe he's not hanging about the you know the easy mm-hmm. jet, speedy boarding lines, is he? Mm-hmm. And I think, he's especially been... for something as important as this, yes. I think he yeah. really would. Seventy five dollars. That's all. Yeah, he could probably pay for everyone else to turn up. And I think, I think he'd be very enticed by Sioux Falls. Actually, their logo is quite it's quite black and white. I think he'd be enticed by that. And I think they get quite a lot of fans going down there. Well, well, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Well, yeah, I mean, we go are, SFTF, baby. Are, you know, all Sioux Falls Thunder FC. And the other team in Sioux Falls is, is also, they're also called the Thunderbolts, but I think they're like much lower. But I think in, yeah. in South Dakota, they really like Thunder. They really like teams named after Thunderbolts. I, I got to say, F, SFTFC, is, that's quite a tongue twister. SFTFC. <laughs> We'll get used to it because Benucci, that's his next home. Yeah. And anyway, that's that's where I've decided he is. It says that he was on the bench against Inter Milan, and it says that he was on the bench against Napoli. But you know, well, I, I didn't, didn't see him. See him. I yeah. didn't see him. Did you see him, Will? Jamie, did, did you not. see him? I mean, what we've decided here is aging centre back in a club where they've got a world class centre half in Delict who's not mm-hmm. really playing. We've gone. Well, they're going to take Benucci out for a couple of weeks. Benatia is still there, Jamie. Like, I mean, the, the list goes on. Keely, obviously. Is Barzali still there? Every single centre-back who you are aware of 
plays in Italy somewhere, probably plays for Juventus, right? That's but Barza- well, Barzali is retired. I can confirm. Can but confirm, I, I okay. did hear him. I, I heard some rumorings from the Thunderbolts Twitter account that he might have been engaging. <laughs> Barzali might be over there as well. I mean, if that's where he he might he might have ended up in Seafold. But I don't really see the draw because I imagine if you went out and played for Seafolds and. And, and they're just obsessed with Benucci. That would be frustrating if you were Barzali. Anyway, that's my theory. That's where I think he's gone. He's not been playing for the last, well, how long ago is the 6th of February? That's like, that's nearly two weeks, guys. So that's my theory of where Benucci is. He might not still be there anymore, but obviously if he came back, he'd have to quarantine. So that's the solution for me. He's I definitely think. set up his holdings company, though. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. I forgot about this line of chat. Yeah, for anyone who needs reminding, we worked out that South Dakota have some fairly high interest saving schemes. And one of the reasons why Benucci is going to be hanging out there as much as he presumably is in the next few years is because he's looking to build some generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LBLLC. I mean, yeah. yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, he's obviously had to spend a lot of time in Turin over lockdown, etc. And as things are slowly locking up and vaccines are being distributed, it's no massive surprise, he thought, I'll go check out the sunny shores of South Dakota. Okay, there's the wrinkle he's on the bench. We probably uh, will have to think about that. Yeah, but, but I mean, there's cardboard cutouts in the stands. Why couldn't they be on the bench? You know was what I mean? On, was he on the bench, Jamie? I don't think he was. I think he's I think he's all set to have his face chiseled to be the fifth face on Mount Rushmore. He's set with that chiseled jaw of his. They love him over there. That, that we've, would had be it, in... we've had it from the South Dakota. That's his trajectory. That's his art. Um, that would definitely be in his SFTFC contract, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? That's for sure. It does make you wonder, though, because councils in the States, or rather sports teams in the States, constantly get masses of funding from local councils, and they really bend them over to, like, get the new stadium, etc. I wonder what damage Benucci could do if he said, well, guys, I'll promote the sport, but... Mount 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 nice, see that nice piece of rock just on the right of Jefferson? <laughs> no, not my jaw. Cheers a little with something else. <laughs> So thank you for that slightly strange Champions League roundup. Thank you for the question, Louis. I quite enjoyed that. I feel sort of up to date with the goings on around Europe, mm-hmm. much more so than I usually am. Are there any yeah. final notes for everyone listening? No, I nada. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the level here at South Dakota Loves Benucci. <laughs> on that note, thank you for listening. And as always, we'll see you next week. Hail Leonardo. A great strong center back.